0: Feel so bad. This is the way
1: Sun is shining down burns my feet as they touch the ground
2: Hey yeah, there I am. I'm <laughs> looking all over for that thing. I'm a tangled mess. Hey, what's going on? It's uh, it's Bug Out Square. It's it's uh, it's Mini Radio. Uh, it's all these things. Uh, Mini Radio. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's on the corner of Twenty First and Florida. <clears throat> In the beautiful Mission, where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. It's dark now. It's dark and it. There's a drear there's a drear in the uh, upon the city and uh, there is uh, ominous predictions of of a uh, bomb cyclone they call these things now this is a bomb cyclone and a atmospheric river event happening simultaneously or uh, I don't know all I know is the uh, the, the meteorologists are, are you know they're they're erect and um, they're they're delivering the, <laughs> the bad news so uh, it's, it's, it's all, all quiet in sparkle city right now. But, um, apparently tomorrow, uh, we're going to be, there's landslides and, and avalanches and, uh, floods, all that kind of thing. So, uh, with that in mind, you know, we we'll, we're trying to prepare, uh, you, you know, make sure you're, you're great. So you got to, that water goes, water goes where it will go. So you have to let it go. Um. Yeah, that's what my T-shirt says. Let me uh tell you about what's going on. Yeah, it's the first show of the year. uh Pretty excited about it. We've got a lot of contributors. Of course, I'm just like dragging my ass and like playing a bunch of. But uh, you know what are we could do. We'll we'll get to them. If we don't get to all of them tonight. We will. Um, we will. Uh, but yeah, it's a good uh 2023. It's a good year. Scott's here. Uh, he's eating something that he. Neglected to share with me, but that's cool because he brought me a, a good record a uh, Beatles It was uh it's called World War two and it's like a Beatles record with or, It's not a Beatles record at all. It's a it's a record. That's all Beatle covers So dig that two records and we did a uh, a day in the life and that was It was uh, Frankie Valley. I expected a little more of Frankie Frankly, it that was pretty straightforward. But what are you going to do? You know, you, you uh, going in cold on these sisters and brothers. Um, yeah, let me tell you about what else we listened to. So we uh, we had uh, Johnny Cash. We opened up with uh, Five Feet High and Rising, um, and then we went to uh, the t- we had the Talking Heads in there from the Remain in Light. We did uh, Born Under Punches. Uh, we had King Sonny A Day in there from and his uh, African Beats. And we did uh, 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 El Sae Ray. Yeah, I think that was it. I'm sorry about the pronunciation. And we did uh, Break On Through the Doors from their first record. Good song, good uh, good production, yes. Uh, the uh, Mucho Macho <laughs> Cambos. Mucho Machucambos. And we did uh, Chachita. That's a good record. That's a good. Record. Mucho Machu Chambos. Yeah, I like those guys. We'll go and be back to them. Um, uh, Beckola from the. That's uh, Jeff Beck with, uh, I believe that was Rod Stewart, kind of his caterwauling there in that one. Uh, Rolling Stones from the Beggar's Bank. We did um, Sympathy for the Devil. That's just an awesome tune. Uh, I like to play that one around the campfire. I do. Um, they pelted us with rocks and garbage. It's a uh, compilation of, uh, I think, they're uh, Cleveland bands. I think one of those Ohioan cities. And we did uh, "Twirling Bodies" by the. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the I think the appliances maybe. Yeah, the small appliances. Yeah, '80s punk. Yeah, where are they now? <laughs> where are they now the ventures from the let's go record we did sukiyaki uh i just watched a awesome uh uh, um uh video biography of the of the ventures and uh it was impressive and i'm i'm i've been um i i'm I'm picking up the records i have been i always do whenever i see a record uh, ventures record i get it the cure <clears throat> quad Quadpus <laughs> from the Quadpus uh uh ep uh we did uh close to me and before that after that was uh elvin jones from the genesis record elvin jones uh sailing shoes we did little feet and uh zz top from the fandango record we did uh Eh, shit, I forget what it was. Um, There's a segment we do here, Scott. It's called Rise from the Basement because it's no lie in the basement. We're miles apart. No surprise. We're going to rise from the basement. What it is, it's home recordists. You know, can you grasp that? Home recordists, people who record music in their homes, any style, any genre, just has to be recorded there. So uh, people send me links to their music or send me their music like JP Axel Krama did. Um, so if you dig JP, A-X-E-L uh, Kramma, K-R-A-M-M-A, I'm sure he they've got all kinds of stuff there. We're gonna do, uh, he sent me four. I'm hoping this works because we've been kind of going back and forth because he sent me some Spotify stuff and I can't do Spotify here <clears throat> I don't know what it is they don't want me and I that's okay I don't want them I've got my records I don't need you Spotify all right you don't rule me uh, the loose goose is free that's the name of this so I'm I, uh, we'll see I will go through this together I got it I'm touching it it um, already has responded It's uh, it's like fetching an attachment, okay. And there's the thing, and it's uh, a little kind of a play icon, and it's the dots are going, and it it looks like it's. um, That's it. That's it. that's uh james brown soul power man they just faded out of that one that must have been like one hell of a recording session we're going back to the basement this is ohio avenue from uh from chicago and this song is called "Gloomy back together let's hope it works i'm touching the uh, icon the spinning dots are uh, indicating that it's recepted i received my request and pressing it and see if i'm worthy to uh let this play
3: Everybody in this world has a breaking point that unfurls. One year came crashing down on me. It broke. I lost my faith, I lost my hope I wish that there was no one here to see
2: Yeah, that's David Sanchez uh, from the Carib record. Yeah, you know one that doesn't have who uh, David Sanchez, David Sanchez playing on it. But that's good. It's a nice. Uh, that was a nice number. Going back to the basement. This is Reset Button uh, by Alex Price. If you dig this, look for Alex Price on Bandcamp. Uh, reset Button is the name of the song. And Alex Price is the name of the artist. I'm gonna turn this. I'm touching this. The circular dots. Uh, the the pause button comes back. There we go.
4: I feel my doubt
2: Neil Young from the uh, after the gold rush record Um, I believe in you I do uh, you know depends who you are uh, but you know I'm talking about Um, going back to the basement they're dying to keep the peace is the name of the song it's from old themes new record old themes comma new record by better demo union Dig that they're out of Boston, Boston, Massachusetts. Wow, that's a mouthful, Massachusetts. All right, Uh, they're dying to keep the peace. Let me gotta turn that up. I'm touching this. All right, let's see. This Uh, it has uh, the dots are going, it has accepted my request. (laughs) Dig. the band uh, wheels of fire going back to the basement Howie Zao dig this Howie Zao I don't even have to spell it man uh, there's only one way let me tell you a little bit about Howie or as uh, you uh, also known, uh, also known as Zao uh, he's from uh, Soyoset Long Island so he's know. Soyos Soyoset Island study composition with rudolph tram at carnegie hall damn all right uh how began uh began performing downtown clubs in a band called Inter interlux with a continuously changing lineup dot dot, dot. read more can't Howie got to get into it right now this is you'll be sad but i'll be glad when i'm gone is the name of this that's turned up i'm touching this it's it's recognized me it's it's considering my request am i worthy of Howie he's let us see um well uh, that's a positive kind of thing you're
5: gonna be sad because you
6: Would be some kind of change
2: Yeah, there goes Bob Dylan Um, uh, playing those outlaw blues. Uh, We're going back to the basement. This is Funeral. If you dig this, Funeral, look for them on Bandcamp, you know, like uh, the thing you go to. Uh, They're out of Chicago. Uh, Wait a minute. This is called uh, IUIO, IUIO by IUIO. Song's called Mother Earth. So I don't know what Funeral is. Funeral Recordings. All right, so it's Funeral Recordings out of Chicago. So this must be uh, iuio. it's spelt I-U-I-O, and the song's called Mother Earth. So if you dig this, look for uh, funeral uh, recordings, and then you can just sample all their stable that they have. This is Mother Earth. I'm touching it. The dots are circulating. A good sign. Um, They seem to be considering my request, and uh, here we go. bug out square thanks for doing what you got to do to do uh, thank you contributors i will uh, appreciate that in time to come hope to get to you again someday stay tuned for plotting the loaf uh, they could be here i'm coming in a little early but you know they usually roll in when they have to Make it a good, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a new year. Let's, let's uh, try to be as decent as we can and help those who can't. Right?
7: Fuck it. Love uh.
8: Paul's countdown <laughs> hey I'm ready to brapa huh? now let's watch a full-length
9: Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. How are you, man?
8: Hey, Mike. Good to see you. Thank you. for. I'm happy to be back here and ready to watch a great film together with you on YouTube.
9: Well, that is the premise of our acronym. We are a podcast. We are a live streaming. That is, if you're alive, you could stream this first on mutinyradio.fm, where we are right now as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go ahead, type in mutinyradio.fm, check out the station, and on Sunday at 2 p.m., PST, go ahead and hit play. We're also a podcast, audio, Oit that's our acronym. And most importantly, we have a YouTube channel. We wanna watch a full-length movie with you. We are gonna find a movie on YouTube, and we're gonna watch it with the sound off. You're gonna watch the movie with us, yeah. And you're going to listen to our podcast at the same time. Unless, of course, you're watching the video. Hello, we have a movie to present to you. That's really exciting, Carl. I'm really excited. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and don't forget Mutiny Radio has a lot of great stuff. So when you go to mutinyradio.fm, not only you can figure out a way to channel that station, check out our archive. You can also donate Hit the donate button or go to Venmo and donate money to
8: at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what is the movie today? today we will watch saturn 3 1980 isn't that easy to put in the search engine of youtube saturn then the number three okay and then 1980 and i spell out 1980 uh no okay all <laughs> it right. Is numerically right you don't even need roman numerals it is 1980. Right. Well, hey gang
9: 43 year old movie saturn 3 from 1980 is on YouTube and we're gonna watch it. So go ahead, type in Saturn 3, the number. And then of course, 1980. And Carl, who is hosting our
8: movie? Well, I just caught it here. I looked it up. It is video for you to see. Now you'll only find one thing, so I'm not gonna tell you the cool way they wrote for you to see. But, cause oh. when you get there, that will be for you to see. I'm not yeah. telling you.
9: Very Prince-like. Okay, so videos for you to see is hosting the movie we're gonna be watching. Saturn 3, we want you to click the link, the movie's gonna play. There's no ads, I didn't get an ad. So no, nope, I didn't get an ad. And then move the timer back to zero, zero, zero. When you hear go, we want you to hit play with us and we'll start the movie. That sounds complicated, don't worry, we'll give you a couple minutes to get yourself set up because we have a special feature coming up. The go is gonna be said by none other than a celebrity comedian. Carl not only produces the show, wrote this theme song and syncs up the video, He's went out of his way to talk to a celebrity comedian. Carl, take it away.
8: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Nick Kina. Welcome, (laughs) Nick. Hi, everybody. Now, this segment is usually titled Celebrity Comedian Countdown, but with you, it's just Celebrity Countdown because you, sir, make your living at music. This is almost unheard of. You don't have some day job. You're a music guy. Tell me how you fell into that. Was that your lifelong goal? Tell me how you arrived here.
10: You know, it was never like, I wouldn't say it was a lifelong goal. For a long time, I wanted to be a Ghostbuster. Um, and then, you know, I, you got to grow up. I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I guess I'll be a mechanic or something. I don't know. I had a bunch of, I had a bunch of crappy jobs when I was younger. Um, but music's always been around. My father's a musician and all his brothers are musicians as well. So there was always, there was always music around the house and I couldn't go a day without hearing at least three or four Led Zeppelin tunes in the background. My dad, my dad is a rabid Zeppelin fan and that, that's something that we all kind of inherited uh, through, the, through the years, we just all became Zep fans, but I started going to his, to his gigs uh, when I was about 13 years old, 13, 14 years old. He, he started letting me come to some of his gigs that were at like nicer places. He played, sure. he, played he played some spots that were pretty rough that, you know, you know, he wouldn't, you know, he, he was scared to go. They, they were paying right. him to be there though. So, but you know, I would sit at the bar and I would drink root beer and I would, and I would kind of be like a third base coach, and mm-hmm. I, he, he would look at me, and I would tell him if like the guitar was too loud. I would I would go and like you know give give big, awesome. big big giant hand gestures to tell him what needs to get fixed. And then he would walk up to the board and you know just make those little minor adjustments. And and that got that's that's the first time I kind of I the that first moment I was like wow this is this is a cool job this is it's <laughs> fun. And yeah. then I started I, and then I started playing the bass because my father's a bass player. It's what we had in the house. So I started playing in bands and, you know, working my way up to becoming a front man. I was always like, you know, in, like, um, you know, I played harmonica, I'd sing some backup vocals, but I wasn't the front man. And then slowly but surely, I just kind of became that front man. And I started running open mic nights when I was uh, 21. And it was just so much fun. It was such a blast just, you know, cause you get all different types of people that come in, you know. Some people that are absolutely fantastic, and they're looking for a gig, and then you get your you, you get your weekend warrior type guys that oh my kids all left the house, and I can finally play the guitar again. Nice. You get a lot of those fellows too, and they're great too. But like you meet all these really sweet, sweet people that all you know share the same interest and the same love of of the of, of music. You know, it's it's yeah. it's music is is to, in my opinion, it's the last real form of magic mm-hmm. because special effects have ruined our eyes. Like we know, CGI. yeah. Like we know that CGI, it looks so good, but yeah. you know that CGI. But you play a song, and and you can absolutely transport someone to a different time and place yeah. and a different feeling, and you, and you can really make someone, you know, feel something. Whether you yeah. trying whether you're trying to or not, whether you like whether you meant to, you know, you know, I, I, a few a few gigs ago. I did a song by Bob Dylan to make you feel my love. It's a beautiful song. It's one of his most covered. And this really sweet couple, with, they were sitting at the table with their two kids, and they just they stood up and started dancing, slow dancing to this song. And then when they finished, the the, the wife's got a tear coming down her face, and she, really? she said, "That's our wedding song." Holy cow! That's and next, great. And, and next week's our anniversary, and I was like, "Oh, right." So I got <laughs> you know, and there was just this beautiful magic. Woman. I didn't know they were gonna be there. I didn't know that. It's just this this magical moment, and and, mm-hmm. and like in that moment, he grabs her hand and they stand up and they start dancing. I mean, oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, that's really nice. I guess they like this song, and then they told me their whole life story. It was really, you know, <laughs> it was really nifty. So and, now you've like, um.
8: You mentioned the bass, right? And I know you're all about the guitar, but you're also playing this great mandolin. It's, How did you it, fall into that?
10: It's it's actually it's called the bouzouki. It's, uh, okay. it's a Greek, it's like a Greek mandolin. The technical term would be octave mandolin. It just has a longer neck. Uh, so it's got a lower a lower resonance. Um, and it's just got a really beautiful tone. And a friend of mine went to, a friend of mine went to Greece in like 2000 I want to say 2005. She went to Greece, and she she had bought it for her her then boyfriend. And then when she got back to, uh, from Greece, uh, they broke up. Long story short, mm-hmm. and she 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 gave it to me under the, and the the promise was, he's never allowed to touch it again. And she gave it to me, and you saw to I, it, and I held up my end of the deal. <laughs> but it's just such a I don't know. I, I never actually learned to play. A, a standard six string guitar it's not it's not something I learned to play I started on, right. on bass and then a little bit of slide guitar then mandolin fell in my lap and then the bazuki fell in my lap and the bazuki was great because I've got I've got kind of fat fingers and getting in between the frets on a mandolin's a little tricky they're, they're, the frets are very close together but the bazuki's got a longer neck and the frets are spread out a bit more so it' just it was like this is built for me yeah. and it really was I can't believe all the smoke on my face. <laughs> that's, that's what happens fun. when you smoke yeah oh, my apologies to everyone on the West coast we still smoke <laughs> over here <laughs> but um but now yeah, also I, I, you you have this
8: looping uh, uh it's something yeah. that a lot of people are doing yeah you do it with the mandolin but it's not called a mandolin it's a bazooki. Yeah. you do you do yeah so this
10: technology fell in your lap and you really take advantage of it yeah well during lockdown it became kind of it became more and more clear that I wasn't going to be having any gigs with my band anytime soon. So the thought of I'm going to have solo gigs, a lot of solo gigs in my future came, came to, you know, can do like absolute fact. So I went out and bought this loop pedal and uh, they make, and then they make, this is a pretty neat one. I can hook a microphone up to it and get a little beat going and, you know, build the song in the moment, which is a lot of fun. And um, there's a great musician. uh, I've been a fan of his work for God, like almost, almost, 25 years I've been following this guy's career. His name's Keller Williams, just like the real estate company, but this guy's way cooler. Uh-huh. Um, but he, he, he works with a loop pedal, and he was working with loop pedals back in the day. He was one of the first musicians I, I've ever became aware of that was a solo act working with loop pedals. And this one guy on stage would get the entire, entire arena or entire auditorium or, or, or theater, wherever he was playing, everybody's dancing. And it's just one guy up there. Yeah. It's a, it's really an amazing show, but you know, I'm nowhere near his caliber. But uh, you know, I just started kind of playing with it and building songs and having fun with it, and and just having fun with it. And that's that's the main point of what I do. Is if I'm not having fun up there, nobody is. Yes. Yeah, and, the, and and the same could be said for all all aspects of entertainers. Even if even if you're giving a, a a Shakespeare soliloquy and you're and you're pouring your heart out and you're crying in the moment, you better be having fun. Or, or you know, it's not going to be translate exactly, exactly. So you know, that's that's just the thing. Like I've had I've had plenty of crappy jobs, but about uh, a, a little over ten years ago, I uh, I got laid off from from my last real job uh-huh. del- delivering car parts, and I got laid I got laid off because I was, you know I got fired because I was always late because I had I had gigs every night. So I, when I got fired I just was like all right well screw it I'm just going to start playing more shows cuz I was I looked at it like I was making I was making crappy money at this day job. Mm-hmm. And I knew if I if, I knew if I just worked 5 nights a week and played 5 shows a week at least that I could make as much if not more than what I was making It'll add up. at the car park at the car park shop and and it, and it turned out I was right.
8: Yeah. That,
10: you know instead of making like after taxes I'm making like $104 a day. Yeah. Working, working a nine-hour shift, I'm making at least $180, $200 for working for three, four hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, the math just, you know, the math sells the whole thing, you know. Not to say, you know, Everyone could do this, because I don't know. No, but it takes a special
8: individual, and that is you, my man. Now, the way we met each other was Mm -hmm. you're doing these music open mics. Now, it's always been my philosophy that, and Vin Vitale, our good friend together, was a part of this. It's always been my philosophy that, like, You go to a comedy open mic and that's okay and everything, but it is a sea of comedians. And I'm doing real gigs, you know, at Scotty's every weekend. I'm going off to other places like Kentucky and Delaware. Got to be in front of real people. So the way to do that is go to a music open mic. None of them are comedians, you know. So I want to thank you for allowing me and my friends to get up there. You know, I really appreciate it. We're not doing music and you say it's fine.
10: I love it. It, it 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 breaks up the show a little bit to have to, to pepper in a couple of comics. Yeah. Um. And I, you know, I've always been a fan of of, of comedy. I've I've gone to shows at Carolines and, you know, uh, which here is closing. Yes, it is closed. That's a bummer. That's a yeah. Bummer. It I saw is. I saw Louie there a couple of times when he uh-huh. came, yeah yeah like yeah in the in the late nineties I like snuck in. But uh, that's you know I've always been a fan of standup comedy and go and I've been to. Uh, Stand up open mic nights, just as just, just as a you know as a patron. Mm-hmm. And Mind. and I've and I've watched, I've watched comics bomb, yes, in, at at an open mic in front of other comedians, and it's like yeah. it's like it's like that one drop of blood in the water, and all the sharks <laughs> <shit laughs> just, smell just circle, mm-hmm. and and it's funny to see and like and, and I know it's part of the process, and it's just the way comics work and the way comics think and react I, I i love it but the way we react at, at at my open mics at music open mic nights if a guy bombs you don't boo you know and you don't make fun of them yeah. you just let him, you let him know i mean you'll you'll get him next time you know? yeah that's right you'll get him next time buddy you know we're it's it's my open mics music open mics and in, inherently are, are more like they're more like group therapy for musicians yeah, yeah. with a cash bar <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the best way i can describe them but, the, you know, we just get together and we, we talk about we talk about music. We talk about our equipment. We do, you know, we're just big nerds. Everyone thinks musicians are cool. We're not cool. No, we're, no. Just, we're just yeah. giant nerds that, ha- that happen to do something that chicks like. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to get to your podcast and
8: plug yeah. that. Now, it's called You Good. That's it what it's, it's called. You Good. Now, it's, it's Y-A. It. Yep. Good question, Mark. Now, what is this podcast about? How can people find it?
10: You can find it on SoundCloud um, and follow. There's a Facebook page as well uh, called You Good Podcast, and it's um, it's it's basically we, we, me and my friend Dylan Jacobus, We started this podcast to just kind of uh, again, kind of just uh, like do what we do at open mic nights and talk shop uh, and talk about the music scene in, in North Jersey, like like Jersey, but kind of specifically North Jersey. Um, just that's because where I'm. I'm uh, <laughs> But, uh, it's music based. It's all about it is, music. Okay. It is primarily music based, but we do we do go off topic. And I know that uh, we've got a uh, we've got a couple of uh, shows that are coming up that are like the like we're going to do like a top ten list of annoying sounds. Okay. And that, and and some of those answers are definitely going to be music based, but some of those answers are not music based because yeah, one of the like one of my least favorite sounds in the world is when you uh when you when a car starts up and the belt squeaks. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my God, just, oh, just my fix God, it. Huh? Just fix it already. Just just yeah. fix it. It's a cheap, it's a $20 belt. Just fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. One that bugs things. me
8: is when uh, the Windows makes that sound like you screwed up. You know what I'm talking uh, <laughs> about? And sometimes you do something that you don't consider a screw up, and Windows is like bang, and
10: you're right <laughs> <in> the Windows. <laughs> that is an annoying sound when you're like, okay, when I'm, so. I'm, if I'm in the middle of mixing something or, or um, you know, editing the podcast or whatever, and like all of a sudden we get like 40 prompts about the mouth like our antivirus that I right. haven't updated because the computer works offline. I don't care.
8: Yeah, right. They're safe <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So it's called Ya Good. Why yep. Y-A-Good
10: question mark. Yep. And we're looking at, to find it on SoundCloud, but there's also a Facebook group. Yeah, uh, the fa- there's a Facebook page, um, page, and and every time, when, whenever an episode drops, we share it on. The, we'll, we'll share the link on Facebook. Okay. Um, it's it's a small podcast. We're just starting it out. Um, we've only we, we, we've only been doing it consistently for like the past like two months. We took a long break after my kid uh-huh. was born. Um, because you know... which makes sense. Yeah. Well, you you know just as well as I do, buddy. When when <laughs> you know, when when you start building that family, you got to start shifting he your things around your
7: and
10: yeah <laughs> that's right things go on hold my
8: uh music career went on hold uh when that happened you know uh and i you know when they got older i came back to it but i ended up in comedy but i want to plug your ep now you have uh an ep out there it's called i've been called worse which is a Thank great you. title now, now it's an ep
10: because it's short and where can people find it tell me about it and we, uh, you can find it pretty much wherever you can uh, you know, stream music from. It's available on all platforms, uh-huh. um, and, iTunes uh, and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. And... Uh, I believe it's on YouTube as well. Okay. If you, if you type in Nick Kena, I've been called worse. I believe it still I pops up. Worse. Um. Yeah. And uh, this is kind of what the album cover looks like. <laughs> well, That's I cool. see the vinyl behind you there, yeah. just like I have vinyl. I
8: bet you some Led Zeppelin is in there, of course.
10: Vons. I have I have I have every studio album, and uh, the song remains the same. The, the film soundtrack. I I also have a forty five of Hey Hey What Can I Do. Very nice, so perfect. That's a rare find. I got that for what's a quarter at a, at a garage sale. I got that I got that forty five for a quarter at a garage sale. Blew my mind. A quarter? They didn't know what they were they selling. No idea what they had, and it's what's it's on the those, flip. What's on the flip? It's the it's the B side actually. The A side is immigrant song. Oh hey, what a great collection that those are the, two great songs. So when, when well when, when, when Zeppelin three came out, Atlantic Records said we want we want to put out a single, Led Zeppelin said no, we don't do singles. And Atlantic went and did it anyway. It's yeah. took immigrant song. And then they grabbed, hey, hey, what can I do off the shelves and put it together? And that that's actually kind of what the last straw was, which that's the like that that's one of the arguments that led Zeppelin, led 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 Zeppelin <laughs> to uh to forming their own label because they, they were losing autonomy uh, uh, at, at Atlantic wow. and they didn't have control over their product. And right. So, you know So, and, 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 just, just like Led Zeppelin does, we <laughs> wanted to be just like him. I, uh, <laughs> this, this, this EP was self-produced, uh, well not self-produced. I like, you know, like, but I you know, no label or nothing. Me me and Dylan Jacobus, uh, Connor Larkin, uh, Victor Phillips on, uh, he's my, he's, uh, a great producer. Uh, and, uh, and Sean Fairley, a uh, fantastic drummer. We put this together during lockdown and actually a lot of what was recorded was recorded um like a lot of what ended up on the final product I recorded in a in a in a pantry during lockdown. Mm-hmm. I was stuck I was stuck in Pittsburgh with my now fiance uh, during the first few months of lockdown and we wanted to get some work done but I had no equipment with me just just my bazuki and my and my songbook, but I also had I had my tablet and I had my cell phone, so I I I I kind of just jury rigged a coat rack to hold up my uh my tablet down here and my phone up up, up about head level, and I sat in I, I stood in in this in this pantry with the door closed and a yoga mat over my head to soundproof mm-hmm. it. I looked, right. I looked I must have looked like a really like really normal guy, but uh, <laughs> and I recorded a lot of my vocals and and some of the bazooki in that. In that pantry sent it back to jersey and they and they were so they were working on and victor, victor oh, Phillips slowly. especially he was working on producing a lot of it while it was still stuck in pittsburgh and then i got back into jersey and then and then we went into the studio we went to a original music school of morristown which has some pretty cool recording studios as well and uh and we just me and the boys just banged out what, what was left and sounds good and, and then we put it out but yeah it's just, it was it was not your. It was not the way a a, a typical album uh, is put out. <laughs> no. <laughs> By I've been
8: called worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, now Nick Kena. Everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. Right so on. everyone at home, they've got a press play at the same time as we do here in the studio. And that's what you're here for. So why don't you go ahead, Nikina, and give us that celebrity countdown. Hang on, I gotta ask, what's the movie? The movie is called Saturn Three. It's from 1980. Now, this stars Farrah Fawcett, and it's got... Um, uh, Kirk Douglas and, uh, I forget. yeah, it's, it's like a science fiction, uh, film and it's from the seventies. It, it was filmed in 78, 79, even though it was released in 1980, it's right after Star Wars. So you see a lot of Star Wars influence in it. And <laughs> I it love it's it Harvey, already. Harvey Keitel. Harvey uh, Keitel. Does... Oh Dunbar. my God. <laughs> I'm watching. <laughs> And there's a crazed robot, you know, everyone's gonna is. love this film. It's not the best film, but they're gonna enjoy watching
10: it with us. I bet they will, I bet they will. This sounds this sounds like a real stinker and I can't wait. Yes, right. <laughs> okay, now Nick
8: Keena, okay. everyone at home, they are poised to watch this film, same time we do in the studio. They gotta press play same time. So Got why it. don't you go ahead Nick Keena and right. give That's- us that
10: Celebrity Countdown. Thanks so much for having me, Carl. Keep kindness in your hearts and on your minds. Three, two, one, go.
9: Thank you, Celebrity Comedian Countdown. And thank you, Weird Beginning Movie. Oh, I want to thank that Celebrity Comedian. I haven't heard it yet, but it was fantastic.
8: It oh, was these these the best ones. This turn is the, the logo first. So it is up, dude. Go ahead. Turn it up. Go ahead it is it's hot like <laughs> great self, is giving
9: me no music there's no music going on
8: yeah that's my joke there is no music in the beginning we're going to get some music in a minute
9: carl i have it at 100.
8: <laughs> now look how this was this was a 1980s for two second font right 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 at the beginning of the 1980s noted. The first three months you would see a book in this title you would see you know, it didn't last for some reason.
9: What was it like? Dreamscape was 1980, The Nude Bomb with Maxwell Smart. It was a weird year, 1980 yeah, for movies. Yeah. A lot of weird movies came out that year.
8: Reagan just arrived. We've still had Carter on our brain.
9: You could tell the clothing is like the 70s. Well, I do like that Farrah Fawcett has top billing of this Kirk Douglas movie
8: yeah now it's shot in 78 by the way so everything we're gonna see on the screen was the late 70s but it this is 1980 when it releases and her name is first even though she should it shouldn't be but she was the more famous person this is pretty good for non-sci for non-computer graphics now star wars had come out everybody knew it right and right now we're going to get is it an homage to star wars or is it like we better do this because that's what people expect in space movies now
9: well you want to set the stage you want to show the vastness of space the planet that is set and then humanity's uh technology yeah improvement like look how advanced we are yeah
8: now well, you should the hear the music okay
9: i can't hear it i can't okay. hear it mike
8: can hear it phone. I'm turning up this. I got to lower the sound. I can't hear it. What? Mike, turn the sound down so we can see if the sound goes up. Turn up the sound. Okay. Okay, so um, there is Star Wars, which I'm calling episode one, because that's chronological, The New Hope, which it wasn't called. Yes, it was in the beginning credits. This was the scene. It was a blank thing of space, and then over it went that star destroyer. That's exactly what they did, you sure. know, live, frame for frame. Well, wasn't that
9: like Alien and Red Dwarf? I guess Red Dwarf was being playful. They always have the space model they want to show off at the beginning. Yeah, you know, yeah. you got to set the stage. But isn't this whole movie is like a sexy robot just kill chases after Kirk Douglas in the in the space station?
8: that's a good guess it is not that but yes that is it (laughs) it's not that but you're so close you just missed the nail right your next swing you're gonna hit it
9: so i always i was telling carl that i get this movie mixed up with of course capricorn one which is when Uh they fake the moon landing and that was directed with oj simpson and it was directed by peter hyam who's but this stanley notan is is he singing in the rain carl
8: yeah, he's the director for Singing in the Rain, which he co-did with um, uh, Gene, Gene Kelly? Kelly. Yeah. He did two with Gene Kelly. He uh, w- he did one called On the Town in 1949.
9: Isn't that the one with Frank Sinatra? New York, New York. Or no, that's Anchor's yeah, Away. Yeah, I
8: think so. And there, they're, was that the one where they're like a Navy ship and they were docked in New York for the weekend?
9: Right. Yeah, they got a weekend. I can't tell if that's Anchor's Away or I think it's On the Town. That's right. a great movie.
8: Anchors Away, I think, was a song in, uh, you know, wash that man right out of my hair. Oh, why yeah, are we yeah, talking yeah. about this? Never mind. Okay. Well, so we're in space. Here we, yes. Now we are space faring, faring, civilization. Space
9: faring. Yes, like that.
8: Because we're by Saturn now. That's pretty fucking far. Okay. So I have no idea why this guy does it. But he murders this his captain and steals, like, a cylinder, which I'll just give away because we spoiled things here, which is going to okay. end up being a robot. Okay? But I don't know why he does it. He's stealing a
9: cylinder, which will become a robot? Like a robot yes. cylinder?
8: Right. So here's the captain, and he's running into the locker room where he stored his cylinder. Okay.
9: Okay doesn't make any sense right look at this 1970s gym (laughs) well it's the future they just everything is in buttons
8: yes here is my cylinder because it's laughing (laughs) gas. look at my briefcase because and and no you know papers right now who's this guy he goes, hey, so I heard you failed the mental exam. Tough break, buddy. <laughs>
9: <And>
8: <laughs> this dude hey. starts going for the airlock.
9: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. After you tell him you'd lost your mental case. Right. Then
8: he goes, no, no, don't react negatively to my comment and push the button and kill me. Go ahead, turn it up if you want. <laughs> He's gripping hey.
9: on those 70s, 70s gym uh, benches aren't going to save you in deep that space. That they're not. Oops, slice. No. Yes. Look at that. Does it that make a noise, was, bro?
8: That was cut from other versions because it was like considered so disgusting. When I saw it, it looked like such a not-human body that I didn't even... It's flinch. the only
9: interesting thing I saw. I've never seen a body get sliced in space. You saw it going out there. You said, oh, he's going to get sliced, and they sliced him. <laughs> Hey, no running in the space lobby.
8: Hey, no run no running in the space. No, see, that's supposed to be cool because it's upside down, but it's lost on me the first time I ever saw this film.
9: Zero gravity.
8: So they think he's the captain. And he is now oh, getting into the captain pod.
9: Didn't tell them this captain's ass looks a lot better now? Like it could be someone <laughs> else.
8: Yeah, they didn't notice.
9: It fit though. Okay, I was just admiring
8: program. your pleasure center. Don't call it that. <laughs>
9: <laughs> Ow, just kidding. All right. Now that's done. their
8: symbol you see on the wall, that'll be on yeah. their jackets and stuff. We are a space just... barring. I'm sorry, go ahead. We we got pretty far, Saturn.
9: Yeah, oh so is this this isn't like NASA? This is like a private corporation?
8: No, I think it's like a NASA.
9: It's bugging out.
8: What I mean to say is there isn't really corporate. Uh, Earth is like starving, and they have this this base on Saturn, which is just clouds, okay? It's on the third yeah. moon of Saturn. That's why it's called Saturn 3, where they're like oh. growing experimental food, okay? And that's where he's headed
9: not once are we going to make a, a prequel joke or a sequel joke or because i haven't seen saturn one or two
8: <laughs> it's the third moon the first moon of uh saturn is just a dead rock it's just a dead rock the second moon of saturn has dancing girls and there's like it's sort of like <laughs> miami in space there's there's i never uh, leave that one you can gamble there's like a casino thing and No, but Saturn 3, they're coming up with food for Earth. Like experimental foods that they could grow on Earth's shitty environment.
9: What if the moons hit the rings?
8: Oh. The moons
9: ever, ever like, hit the rings?
8: No, because the way it's it's in a locked thing now. Gravity fucked with it, and it got into a locked thing. So, no, the moons will never bump the...
9: He's riding in the, the rings right now.
8: Right. Isn't it cool?
9: Yeah, look, there's no rock right in front of him. It's a
8: Sioux sailing. Well, because it's the rings, you see. You see how he sort of like went underwater? He's really going into a cloud.
9: He was going through the Saturn's ring.
8: Now, now Star Wars had come out and it had changed everything. And people doing space movies knew they had to fucking do space. They can't fuck around with strings and shit. The audience is sophisticated now they want to well, see you talk how- about
9: this is still 1977 alien came out in 79 and that was like a haunted house in outer space movie right where they're trapped in a haunted house and there's a monster chasing them so yeah
8: they, they 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 likened this to alien to which this um Donnan director was like no 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 uh you know um
9: we're more star wars
8: well he excuse me hold on one minute um there's this guy named Barry. Yeah, John Barry. John Barry wrote the story. He was like, no, 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 John Barry thought this up like year like 76 or some bullshit. Right. Okay, now. But
9: yes. Yeah.
8: Go ahead and ask your question cuz I can hold up on the Oh, no. I was just saying that
9: so far in my mind, I feel like this movie is a alien type movie where there's a guy trapped on a space station with a killer robot.
8: Yes. That is what's kind of going on here but the thing is alien had the suspense and edge of your seat, like a Hitchcock that this doesn't have. This does not have that.
9: No. what about, um, Oh, sorry, go ahead.
8: No, it's just, there's not supposed to be any atmosphere and we're seeing gas. It doesn't make sense, but you were saying, go ahead.
9: No, there's another, uh, science fiction movie with Sam Neill. Like it's in outer space. And, uh, there's, like, demons in outer space, and it's an abandoned spaceship. I don't remember the name oh, of the movie. Everyone loves yes. the film.
8: Yes, it was an abandoned spaceship. Right. And
9: and it's one. It's like the port of hell. And then there's, like, Solaris, which is, like, a guy goes off in outer space. So it was a Russian movie and then a dracooning yeah, movie.
8: Like, a, it isn't a reincarnation. It's like somebody stole him or something. He got yeah, like Yeah, creepy. Yeah. What was that haunted one? I can see it in my mind. In my
9: mind, too. It. Yeah, floating around.
8: Right. Extreme
9: <laughs> blood measure. No, I know what oh. it is. It's it's from the director of... Uh... Oh, God. Look at the good Mortal space. Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat movie.
8: Okay, so... Two spacemen who live on the food place welcome this person from the head of their organization. And without any question, now, like I said before, I don't know why he killed the captain to come here because he is here on per like their production is down. So they want, he wants to give them a robot to help. With production. And it unfortunately, I mean, one of them will get retired, but it will up production and, you know, Earth can eat, that kind of thing. Right. So why kill the captain and be like, I'm going down there to give it to them, not you? Pfft. Didn't make sense.
9: Doesn't make sense.
8: Oh, Harvey Keitel. But his voice is overdubbed. Now check out this chick. Wait,
9: what? Really? We should listen to that. Hey okay. Flara.
8: <laughs> Flara Flossett? No, no, it's
9: Flara Spara. Flossett. I want to hear Harvey Cartel.
8: Hi. Well, we won't talk for a little while, sorry. I'll tell All you right.
9: what. Oh, what was that movie?
8: Um, I remember on South Park they parried it. it there were two spaceships one was like an all-night party house and the other one was haunted (laughs) it was like the ron don john and the john don ron something like that i was looking
9: at the movies he wrote not the movies he directed event horizon for
8: 1997 (laughs) no i that's horizon it's got to be that but there wasn't there another one with the jurassic park guy was called event horizon it's gotta I think be that was
9: it yeah it's gotta be it, it was like hey there's a ship out there and we're getting a distress single but it's abandoned and we go over there and the demons of hell are showing you your past carl and they're like what <laughs> oh no how'd you know okay, it? now I'm we'll pretty... talk all right no no i haven't uh why why would they do that? Is he a robot, Harvey?
8: Uh no, the reason they did it is because he has a Brooklyn accent. He has a Brooklyn accent. And he has a Brooklyn accent. So boo hoo. Yeah. Well, in post-production, the director was like this will never work. So he gave him like a mid-Atlantic accent that was sort of upper class, uh that way he could I don't know, it just served better. The purpose of his film, he claims.
9: But, but Harvey because, Keitel, the the actor himself,
8: redubbed himself. No, he refused to. Harvey Keitel really hated the director, and they fought on set. And so when it was in post production, he's like, "Oh, hi, hello, Harvey. Tell oh. me, are you free on Friday? No, I'm not. Oh, that Brooklyn accent of yours. Listen, <laughs> would you please come to the studio? No, I will not. Hang up."
9: I'm sorry. I, i I've, It must be the brawl of your Brooklyn accent. but I, I
8: could mistakenly hear you say, "No, I will not." <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, it- when it came, um, Sarah Fawcett got seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to do this, and and Harvey tell got ninety. So, like right away, it's like, "What the fuck?" You know.
9: She's top billing, and he's not. He's underneath uh, uh, Kirk Douglas.
8: Yes, he is underneath Kirk Douglas which often will be in this film. <laughs> did, did you get oh, that? Good. I did.
9: I actually made that joke. I said, not literally, but I think yours is
8: better. Oh, damn. You did. Damn. Yeah. I hear it. You know what? I oh, hear stuff sometimes on the, on the broadcast. <laughs>
9: I know. Sometimes I'm like, God, why did I step on the Carl's joke? It was really good. <laughs>
8: well, it's really the other way around, like crazy. And I know the audience probably knows what I'm talking about. I'm focusing on telling you bullshit, and like you're in the right. middle and of I'm, the bar. I miss but I'm that trying moment. to riff
9: on what you're saying, and not necessarily the movie. Sometimes we got to keep going. Take this space pill. Yeah, well,
8: <laughs> the thing is, Farrah Fawcett has never been to Earth, and he's like, "Child, you don't know what you're missing." Here's a space pill. She goes, "What space pill?" She's all innocent. Okay, there's the cylinder. It's Tell a me robot. About
9: Brooklyn. <laughs> so she's yes. human right in this beginning of the movie Sarah, Farrah Fawcett is not a robot
8: N- yes or is they, not
9: presented as a robot
8: there are no the only, there will only be one robot and it won't be any of our cast members
9: oh I for this whole time I thought Farrah Fawcett was the killer robot
8: oh gotcha nope.
9: like how how cool would be the sexy killer robot right in that <laughs> well, right now
8: she's a space chick there was some there was that film called species and there was yeah right natasha leone
9: no not natasha leone natasha
8: shit i don't remember and so she seduced the one guy and then she goes i really want to have a baby with you and he's like whoa honey hold on now (laughs) we're just on first date here right gets pissed off and kills him
9: i've never seen any of the species movies species movies
8: oh, well, she has to procreate to get, she's a species, she's got to procreate to get it going with the, you know, oh. on earth and in, in, invade, you know, kind of. So she does a courting ritual with the man, you know, and then when they're alone, I think there was a hot tub involved, they're going to do it. She's like, I want to have a baby. I'm not understanding human culture.
9: Oh, wait, wait. So wait, he's wait, like, we just,
8: whoa. Oh, now there is a naked scene and we will not see it.
9: Well, we just saw naked I just saw her topless.
8: Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you sure? We Did you can't see rewind. Michael or
9: we can't rewind. We've gone too far. Yeah, mm. I saw nipple.
8: Michael uh-huh. saw the nipples. Star. Star. Well, I guess I'm. I don't see how I could have missed that. Seeing this so many times, but she's. See, she's not oh, naked, see?
9: Not naked. Well, you should be naked in front of your grandfather, Carl.
8: <laughs> oh, and you I know it's take... a grandfather because he's going to take Viagra. See the blue pill?
9: He's <laughs> taking the blue pill.
8: <laughs>
9: <laughs> Thank you, OG.
8: Now, what happened is we heard the dog. The dog got trapped in the lab again. I'll get him. Right. Okay. Now, the only reason that happens is so later the dog could get killed. Because we're not going to have this dog hanging around with them, being friends. No, not at all. We see the dogs now, and then we see the dog dead.
9: It's like the remnant of the haunted house, right? You have a dog that, hey, what are you doing? Pfft, that's what I say back in Brooklyn. Oh, that's Bronx.
8: <laughs> yeah, right. He was like, hey, get out of here. And the they overdub It's like, young lady, please. Young lady. <laughs> Go ahead, turn it on. You'll hear his robot voice.
9: That was weird. Just let me it? He's got a rat tail for for a minute.
8: Yeah, you see Look at that rat tail. Behind him is a circle, and this yeah. circle he will interface with the robot, and the robot won't take years of training to become, It'll just suck it up from yeah. his brain. So. Harvey Keitel's got to have selective thinking. Just program the robot. But that doesn't work out. He absolutely does not selectively think. And the robot kind of gets Harvey Keitel's personality without a moral compass.
9: Wait a minute, I'm lost. So the robot's going to take over Harvey Keitel's body?
8: Nope. Have we met the robot yet? You know how you program a computer? He will program it with his real brain. He'll...
9: I go. I I use basic. I go ten. Go to uh, Pornhub dot com. Twenty. print, print.
8: question mark.
9: (laughs) Yeah. Thirty. Go to (laughs) Ted. Ewes. Yeah. Why is he watching? The whole thing is gross.
8: I don't know. Is it so gross? I mean, he's
9: she's reading. Hasn't had the
8: stroke yet. Now we saw him in another movie with Dan Aykroyd.
9: Diamonds. Right. Nineteen (laughs) ninety nine. Yeah, and he had, it was right after Kirk Douglas's stroke. You know, one of my favorite bad movies is from 19, mid-80s. It's called Tough mm-hmm. Guys with Burke Lancaster, and Kirk Douglas, playing these 1940s, 30s con men who finally mm-hmm. get out of the clink in the 80s. And everything's changed. Their are local bars, a gay bar, that type of thing. And they have the parole officer as Dana Carvey. It's a really good movie. I mean, it's by really good, I mean, it's just...
8: Is it called Tough Guys? Yeah. I it's on it.
9: every, exactly. did you have cable for the last 40 years? You might've seen it.
8: <laughs> okay. Probably I'll just go to the trailer on YouTube and go, Oh yeah, I saw this. Look at them doing and their where... 1970s style exercise in the year 20, you know, 50. No, I, I like it. Know. Yeah. But the, look at the gravity. It's earth gravity. He's just walking along.
9: It's a movie set, right? I mean, they're mm-hmm. at Pinewood studios or whatnot. But the stuff they built is all kind of looks practical. I mean, obviously, it's not like a greenhouse, but the lights must be blaring at them.
8: Now, this took a lot of money to build, and the budget was kind of wrecked up the film. The budget was $10 million, The box office was $9 million, But he had pre-sold it to NBC for $4 million. So he did make a profit, but it didn't ever mean to cost over 10 million. What happened is he got a payday instead of getting rich off this film. That's why he's crying. Okay.
9: Um, the director or or the star? Yeah.
8: Well, no, the, um, the production company is called ITC. And it was this locks guy, Lou grade, Lou grade is his name. Okay. He was like the guy who was stood to get pretty rich off this film and instead just got a payday. Um, They were making Raise the Titanic at the same time, and that went way ass over budget. So that's it. Lou Grade, after these two films, he really didn't do much else.
9: I believe we did Raise the Titanic on this show. (laughs) Either that or it was like two hours and we couldn't do it, but I think it's on there. Oh, look at this. We didn't
8: do Raise the Titanic, you and me, or? I think
9: this, I, I don't know if it was with you, Carl. I don't remember. Oh, okay, okay. But I don't think I, yeah, I think we did do it. Like, I'm sure hear it was sex like, a... talk,
8: go ahead. Let's hear oh, sex yeah, talk. I, I know why you're denying
3: me hospitality. We offered you the place.
9: I'm talking about you. Your body is very beautiful. Oh, gross. <laughs> I'm not
3: interested. On Earth,
8: we use each other's bodies to give ourselves pleasure. No.
9: Yeah. I don't know that. I'm not from Earth.
8: I am admiring your pleasure center. Okay. Yeah. Don't call it that.
9: I can't believe you. You get you hire Harvey Keitel because he's Harvey Keitel. He, no one else has that voice.
8: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't a happy set. You see, this guy named John Barry. He was really a production designer, and he was very famous for doing Star Wars. You know, and okay. when he left this film, he went on to do Empire Strikes Back. I mean, uh, George Lucas went out of his way to like down to a Mexico film set where he was working to like hire this guy. Why do they? This guy had never directed before. So, I mean, Donnan was being a producer and he was like, go ahead, you direct it. But he sucked. He sucked. And because oh. he sucked, the actors started taking advantage of that. So Donnan had to come down and say, look, I gotta be with you on the set every day to make sure that you're doing this right. he goes, so that's not gonna work. So he got, he quit, but was at the same time fired.
9: He does have a story credit, right? In this yes, movie. Yes, he did write yeah. this
8: story. See the brain?
9: Yeah, it's,
8: it's a it's newborn a brain. fresh brain, which will be imprinted, you know, programmed basically by Kaitel's selective thinking.
9: All right, so that brain is the robot. Yes. And the brain just needs a corporal body? I don't know what the word corporal means.
8: No, it needs... a Well, yes, it it will have a machine body. It will be your traditional robot that you think of.
9: Okay, so this makes a little more sense because this movie doesn't make any sense. Look at Farrah Fawcett's nipples. Oh, wait, that's Kirk
8: Douglas. Sorry. (laughs) That's his ribcage. Look at Farrah (laughs) Fawcett's nipples. No, that's...
10: I thought your boots were
8: just sagging.